Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. For Inside Carolina, I'm Taylor Vipolis, and today I'm joined by Justin Jackson of the Dallas Mavericks. Justin, thanks for getting on here. How's everything been with you since the last podcast you were on back in March? It's been good, man. It's been a, a crazy time. Obviously, with the pandemic, um, you know, and then all of the, you know, the discrimination and all that sort of stuff that's been going on, the riots and protesting. Um, it's been a crazy time, but I mean, it's been a good time just to be at home and, um, you know, kind of, you know, you realize what your priorities are and what's really important in life. So it's been a good time of reflection for sure. I wanted to first have a conversation with you about the racial issues that you just mentioned and that we've seen amplified over the past month or so out in Dallas, you were out there during the protests and at the vigil for George Floyd. Why was that important for you to attend? You know, I think there comes a point in time when you have to actually put into action what you say that you stand for. And for me, I stand against discrimination. I stand against biases. I stand against stereotypes. I stand against uh, just wrongful doing um, when it comes to, you know, being based on somebody's color of their skin or somebody's religion or, you know, those sort of things. So for me, I thought it was important. And honestly, it was, a, you know, I think a lot of the credit has to go to Mark. Um, he kind of set up the whole thing with a few of us. But for me, it was really important because it was there has to be more and more people, you know, I guess you would say high prof- higher profile people that take a stand as well. You know, it's if guys that, you know, have been blessed with more, if they just kind of sit back and act like it doesn't affect them, well, it does affect them. It affects everybody in society. So, you know, that's it was just really important for me to get out there. Um, there was a bunch of good speakers there. Um, they really said some really good things about stuff. So, you know, it was, it was just really important for me to get out there. You were out there with a few of your teammates and Mark Cuban, like you just mentioned, what's it like playing for him? Because while most owners, they're just putting out these blanket type statements because they seemingly have to at this point, but you've got an owner like Cuban, that's not only listening, but also advocating and speaking up on behalf of his players and the black community as a whole. Yeah, I mean, Mark is very, um, like you said, he's very outward about, you know, supporting his players, supporting what they believe. And then obviously, too, he he is against the discrimination that has been happening. Um, and so I think, you know, playing for somebody that you know has your back in all aspects, on the court, off the court, you know, whatever it is, you know, it helps a ton. And I think, you know, he's one of the best out there that that does, you know, encourage people to speak their mind, encourage people to stand for what they believe. And, you know, he backs them 100%. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool to play, you know, play an organization that's owned by somebody like that for sure. Now there's a lot of fans out there who aren't racist, but they, they might turn a blind eye to other people that are. And I just wanted to get your perspective as a former athlete at UNC and now in the NBA, how disheartening is it? where there's a vocal group of fans who will cheer for you on game days, but then off the court, they wouldn't even see you as an equal or care about the racial injustice that is currently happening in the country. You know, I think it's a shame, honestly, you know, and I'd be the first to say that UNC has some amazing fans, but there is, you know, a very outspoken amount of people that 
you know, have those feelings that you just mentioned. And I think it is a shame. Um, it shows that, you know, some of those fans view us as just basketball players, you know, or they view certain people as just, you know, whatever their occupation is or whatever they can give to them entertainment or whatever it is. That's how they view them. They don't view them as another human being. Um, and obviously that's the biggest problem in society is there are a lot of people that don't view the sit, the person sitting in front of them as just another human being. And, you know, to all of those fans that are outward about, you know, um, you know, or that would, that would, you know, not even necessarily say a word to somebody that has, you know, made, you know, racial comments or whatever, it is wrong. You know, like all of us are humans, you know, like, the whole race thing, the whole race thing was a human created type thing anyways. So at the end of the day, like if you look back at our origin, we were all humans first. So why is it that now all of a sudden, because somebody is a little darker or somebody, you know, believes in a God or somebody doesn't believe in, you know, whatever, like, why are they so different from you? You know, like it, 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 for me, it, it just, I can't comprehend it. Um, and in my mind, it is wrong. And it's, you know, it's, it's a shame for sure. For the fans that want to learn, you posted about the great challenge on social media, which is all about educating and understanding to make a change. What have you watched over the past month that you would recommend to someone who wants to learn more about the black experience? Um, you know, I've, I've watched quite a few. Um, there was a new show that just came out that's called that's about it's called the banker um or it's not a show it's a movie um but that one is a little less uh i guess i say um graphic when it comes to like the way that black people and african-americans have been treated um but that one's a good one um i watched harriet um which is obviously about harriet tubman um i've watched uh Man, I've watched Free State of Jones. Um, I've watched Selma. I've watched 12 Years Slave. Um, and those really, um, if they don't get you emotionally going when it comes to, you know, the discrimination and everything that they had to deal with, you know, back when, you know, slavery was was still, you know, legal, Um you know, I don't know what would, but there's a lot of good ones out there. And actually, I think Apple Music, um, they made some of them free during this time to, I guess, you know, to allow people to go and watch it um, that wouldn't normally pay to watch those, you know, those movies. So um, there's a lot of good ones out there, though. Yeah, on Amazon Prime. And um, in addition to some of the movies that Justin watched, I, I would uh, just recommend uh, Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan. That was that was a good one. And it just really makes you feel uncomfortable the whole time watching it but i i think that's what um it's trying to do when it's bringing these issues to light and um some players in the nba they were opposed to a restart because of fear it would end any momentum built over the past month has there been any discussions within the team about how you guys can continue to use your platform when you get down to orlando um, you know, I think, you know, there was a lot of people, um, or a lot of players that felt like, you know, this was a time when we really need to focus on, um, you know, trying to use our platform for, uh, you know, the race issues and things like that in society. 
um, me personally, I feel like people view our platform more higher or more whenever we're playing. You know, mm-hmm. like if somebody turns on at the ESPN and Luca's on there and he does some nice move, they might go to his social media or something and, you know, see something that he had posted. You know, so I feel like personally, I feel like playing, you have a bigger platform. But, you know, I think for us as a team, we really, you know, we've had like Zoom calls with the coaches and everything like that to kind of talk about, you know, when everything first happened, uh, to just kind of talk through things and stuff like that. But we haven't really had a, you know, just a team meeting about what are some things that we can do while we're in Orlando or, you know, those sort of things. But I'm sure in the near, near future, we will make a, you know, we'll have some sort of meeting that we can talk about those kind of things. Moving on to the restart, the Mavericks are heading out to Orlando next Wednesday. How are you balancing the safety concerns that come with the NBA restart and also just wanting to be out there doing your job and doing what you love? You know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it is our job. Um, But I think, you know, the biggest thing, you know, whenever it comes to staying safe and all that sort of stuff is it's all kind of basic hygiene. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, washing your hands. It's, you know, not just coughing on people, you know, it's, it's not just being in people's, you know, quote unquote personal bubble all the time. You know, it's, it's just, it's personal stuff. Now it's, you know, it's wearing a mask, you know, just throwing a mask on. Yeah. Is wearing a mask annoying? Yes, it is. You know, it's, it, it is annoying having to wear a mask, but just throw one on, you know, just, just protect somebody else, you know, like it's just, it's simple things and it's really just a matter of putting somebody else in front of yourself. You know what I mean? And so with the bubble, I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're doing every, you know, precaution that they can to, you know, make things as safe as possible. Um, And so, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it is once we get out there. Obviously I don't really know what to expect to be honest. Um, But, you know, I think, the NBA and the MBPA, uh, they, I think they've really set up a good, safe area for us. So now it's just we can hope and pray that, you know, there isn't some kind of outburst or, you know, something like that. So we'll see. You're just two and a half games out of the four seed in the West. When the season resumes, how do you try to get off to a hot start to better position yourselves for the playoffs? You know, I think it's just preparing, you know, preparing now. Um, you know, obviously once we get out there, we have like, I think, what, 20 days or something like that to, you know, have a you know, training camp or practice days. Um, so, you know, it's just preparing each and every day. You know, I think, you know, you could look at it as we're a very young team. So, you know, we should be able to get out to a hot start and we're a very talented team. So, you know, I think we're very deep and we're able to use a lot of different talents, you know, on the court at the same time. So, you know, I think it's just preparing, getting our, you know, getting our minds right, getting our bodies right, you know, getting the chemistry back right, and really trying to make a hard push for it. The team is uh, a little shorthanded coming into Orlando than what you'd normally be. You've lost Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson to season-ending injuries, and now Willie Cauley-Stein is sitting out the restart. But you also have two players in Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis that are going to be better than a majority of teams that you play as one-two punch. How are you approaching your role on the team for this restart? For me, it's just always trying to be aggressive, always trying to assert myself as much as I can. And also, you know, doing whatever I need to do to help the team. You know, like that's always been my, you know, my mindset is, you know, I'm going to go out there and be aggressive and, you know, take advantage of the time that I get. But I'm also going to try to do everything I can to try to help the team win. 
And so for me, it's just, you know, obviously, like you said, we, you know, we have some guys, you know, that are either, you know, out for the season or, you know, like you said, Willie is, Willie sitting out. Um, I think C Lee might be, might be done this year. Um, so for me, it's just, you know, in those times, you know, whatever coach decides to do with my minutes or, you know, playing or whatever, it's just going out there and trying to produce as much as I can, you know, which for me has always come from being aggressive, you know, asserting myself, um, and just going out there and playing. And so, you know, this break has really, you know, I would say rejuvenated myself mentally and physically, um, but mentally a lot. So now it's, you know, I'm very free. Um, and, you know, now I can go out there and just play and, you know, whatever role I'm in, that's what I'm in. I'll go and try to do the best I can. Now, when you guys get to Orlando, the teams have been placed in three hotels with the top eight teams in the Grand Destino Tower. It's the newest and reportedly the nicest in all of Disney. You guys are in the next tier at the Grand Floridian, which by all counts is still a deluxe luxury hotel. But is there any extra motivation there not getting the top spot? You know, it's interesting that they even did it that way. You know, I'm sure they would say that they didn't do it, you know, to put those guys in the best hotel. But I mean, for me, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, they earned that, you know, they were the top four in each conference. So, you know, so be it. Now we got to, you know, try to do the best we can to make it to the second round so we can move to the nicest hotel. So, you know, we'll see, you know, like you said, it's still, I'm not going to sit here and act like the hotel is still not super nice and they've got a bunch of stuff set up for us. You know, but we'll see. We'll see what the difference in the hotels are once we get there. Outside of basketball, the NBA has set up things like movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong, pools, golf, barbers, manicures, and pedicures. What excites Justin Jackson from that list? You know what, man? I'm, uh, you know, I just got a, I just got a bag of clubs, but I don't have a putter, so I probably won't be taking my clubs just because of that. I don't want to be the guy that pulls up and is like, "Hey, can I borrow your putter?" But for me, man, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure you know this very well. I'm a huge video game guy, so to be honest, all that extra stuff it doesn't necessarily excite me. You know, for me, I actually I shipped my mon- one of my mon- gaming monitors down to Orlando already. And so I'll have my commitment, you know, a lot of people say there's no quit in Justin Jackson, but you know, for me, I, that's huge. You know, that's what I do all the time. So it'll be the same exact thing for that. But I mean, like, you know, pedicures, pool, obviously the movie screenings, whatever movies they might be having, or, you know, if they have new ones or old ones, whatever, I'll probably, you know, join a couple of those. And then I'm sure, I'm sure that, you know, as a team, we're super close. So I'm sure that we'll do some things together you know, that, that would be, you know, pretty enjoyable, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with just a, you know, my PlayStation and a, you know, a TV or a monitor or whatever. I'm cool with just that. The first thing I want to say is I'm glad we are above a good pedicure shaming on this podcast. <laughs> sometimes you just have to treat yourself. Sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you're working dogs. all day on your feet. Sometimes you just have to treat yourself, right? That's what I'm saying. Sometimes the dogs just need some <laughs> man you know what I mean so no there's no shaming at all even if you do manicures it you know what to each his own you know what I mean and then the other question I have for you is say you go down next week is there any chance you're getting a haircut there or do you have too much loyalty to your barber back home I'm for sure getting a haircut here right before I leave guaranteed but then I started thinking that's like a month and a half or two months (laughs) and not only that it's on tv you know it's not like we're just on our own so 
I think I'm going to let other people be the guinea pigs and get their haircut first and see kind of how it looks. Uh, they can't be coming back looking like it's supercuts or anything. Yeah, man. They can't, <laughs> you know, if they come back and it's, it's all crooked or, you know, they, they mess all sorts of things up, then I'll, I'll probably just be going rough for two months. It is what it is. In the bubble, guests can only come after the first round of the playoffs, which would be like the last week of August. What's that going to be like for you being away from your wife for essentially a month and a half? It's rough, dude. Like that's the that's the main that's the main reason that I would say that I'm hesitant to want to go. Um, it's just the fact that you know we are going to be you know I say cooped up. Obviously, there's a bunch of wonderful things that they have set up for us but we're going to be in a hotel for a month and a half maybe more you know without ever being able to see family you know and, and for me I don't have kids yet so I, you know I'm, I'm thinking even from people's perspective they have kids you know like you're not going to be able to see your kids for a month and a half two months you know if you keep going three months and that's just a long time but at the end of the day um, you know we'll get through it and it's you know it's part of the job Unfortunately, it's, you know, it's not one that I necessarily signed up for when I first got into the NBA, but the pandemic brings stuff out that you gotta, you just gotta keep rolling with the punches. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, FaceTime and, and texting and stuff is definitely, I'm probably gonna be maxed out on it. That's for sure. Now, if you get to the second round, you're only allowed one guest and obviously you have your wife, Brooke, and you're close with your family, but how many guests would have to be allowed before my name? starts to come up in the conversation <laughs> oh man let me think bro i'm gonna say tbc bro okay to, to be continued bro i would say you're probably top you're i say you're top family top 15 top 20 i'll take I'll say, that I'll, say, I'll take it I'll don't drop there. it any further top 25 i'll take it stop all right, all right cool that's that's cool top 15 top 20 we'll do that justin man always a good time catching up with you thanks for coming on here today of course bro appreciate it man Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.